welcome to Cinema Oblivia, a podcast about all kinds of weird, old, out of date, out of fashion, out of whatever movies. I'm your host, James Eldred. Uh, joining me for his third episode, who's who's on the line today? It's it's your boy Matt back yeah. again with a new USB cable. Yes, so hopefully the dire technical snafus of our of our per, of our perfect slash killer workout episode, which of this recording is not yet online, um, will not happen again. Matt is usually on here with me when I talk when I want to talk about trashy horrible garbage piece of shit movies but today's episode is very different um we're not really going to be talking about well what about movies but today we're talking about my dad um my dad passed away a couple weeks ago um people who listen to this podcast know that my dad is beyond instrumental (laughs) in the develop in the um my my movie fandom um without my dad i would not be a movie geek i feel that's pretty pretty safe to say and you know it's just i have a lot of stuff to say about my dad and it wouldn't fit at a service or whatever and i just feel like there's a lot of cool shit about my dad in movies that I feel like people should know about. God damn it. And I want to talk about it. And um Matt won. Sorry, Matt, to be <laughs> to be on this episode. Cause Matt has met my dad. Um you worked at my dad's company for a short time. Uh and wasn't a good fit for you, which is fine, you know. Um, but like I think his his love of movies is always pretty obvious, right? Uh, I w- it'd be very strange to think that he wasn't considering yeah. what, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like my dad Matt Matt worked Matt didn't work at the video store that was long gone by then. Matt worked for my dad's other company, um, which sells at the time when Matt was there just sold movies to libraries, mostly VHS tapes, <laughs> um, which are heavy and moving them sucks, right? Like this, yeah. It was it, most, we started getting into the DVD era. It was like the beginning of the DVD yeah, era, yeah. And that was so nice, man. They're so small. You can carry so many at once. But anyway. Dude, packaging yeah. them. That oh. was so much better. Oh, yeah. Packaging VHS and those clamshell VHS cases. But anyway, we're going off topic. My dad's company, it's public now. It's, it's called Midwest Tape. He he owned, he owned founded Midwest Tape in the late 80s based off his video store, which he founded in the early 80s. Midwest Tape sells media to libraries. Midwest Tape is also the company that created hoopla the streaming service which i'm told people like i (laughs) i i live in japan we don't have hoopla so i've never used it Uh, have you ever used hoopla i yes in fact uh i have a group of people i watch movies with it is a place i go to often to to mine for weird movies yeah yeah never too young to die is available for streaming on hoopla well, fuck god damn it dad oh good job that that's not him <laughs> obviously he didn't do that but i'm i'm, I'm gonna give my dad credit because fuck it why not that's but, how my group saw that though so oh awesome i'm glad man that makes me happy um never too young to die great movie <laughs> so, it's a weird movie prob- we, should, we should do we should talk about that movie some other episode oh man yeah that's not one of my dad's favorites i would imagine my dad like it's funny because like my dad the only person I know who likes movies more than my dad is me. <laughs> and he instilled a love of movies 
with me at such an early age. And it was just so natural to me that I never thought to ask him like why he liked movies. You know, it was just like, that's like asking, why do you like breathing? It was just part of who he was. He was always all about movies. And I guess that's kind of more common today, right? Like with streaming and shit, like you can go, anybody can be a movie geek. But back in the day, like before our times, it was harder. Like I heard stories like he used to rent a projector and rent 16 millimeter films to watch them at home. And one time he rented a, he rented Night of the Living Dead and showed it to my grandmother. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a yeah. good movie. That's, you know, but I, I, I love that. And also my mom was pregnant with me at the time, which I think maybe that's why I was so scared of zombies for so long. You ended up in uh, move, moving close to the creation of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, um, I knew my dad was always a bad sensor. I didn't know that went natal <laughs> into the womb. <laughs> Who knew when, when my mom was pregnant with my older brother, my dad took her to see it's alive. Oh, that's a bad choice she had to go to the hospital for panic attack like the the opening scene with the him because it's a lie about to kill a baby and the open the 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 the, um the birth scene in that is terrifying and that my mom had a panic attack i guess and i it was a whole thing my dad was never great at like maybe censoring content but you know whatever but he always loved movies i he told me a story like one of his first, one of his earliest memories was going to see them. You know what them is? Uh, that, that's is that the giant ants? Yes, good job them. Yeah, and he was like probably seven or eight, like, but that's his first like earliest movie memory, and it, and it scared him so much he didn't want to walk home at night. Like the the giant ants were t- that terrifying. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, I got ant problems recently in my life, and if they were that big, it would be way worse. So, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get I mean, yeah, they are terrifying. I mean, you know. Being around dad was always being around movies and looking back at him now, I'm 41. And looking back at my dad when he was this age and younger, I I I realized recently that he was just a giant fucking nerd. Um and just a giant movie nerd. Like he he bought a laserdisc player in the early '90s and ran cables through the wall to get like 4.0 surround sound. <laughs> <laughs> and and the first laserdisc we watched was Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he wanted to get the surround sound so he could hear the boulder behind you. Like that was really important to him, <laughs> you know. This, I mean, that adds a lot. So it, I understand. And man, back in then, it blew my fucking mind. You know. Um, but even before then, that's 1990, but even even before then, I knew he was all about movies. Like, um, he opened the video store in 83, Sights and Sounds Home Video on Lasky Road in Toledo, Ohio. And one of my earliest memories of just me and my dad is going to the store and me saying, Dad, I think they're closed. And he's like, this is, this is my store, son. It's, it's, we're opening now. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember him building the shelves of these giant metal things. And one time I touched them and they all fell down. <laughs> like he like, may not all, have built them properly then. <laughs> you know, my dad, my dad was very go get, go getter guy. I think you'd agree. You know, uh, um, 
for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you like know. that's maybe understating it. Yeah, understating it. He 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 did. He, you know, he. I don't want to talk out of school about his personal life. Dad had a rough childhood. Um, and, but like this, you know, not a not a great childhood. And he went from that never thought he would get where he was, just always determined to be his own boss, to do what he wanted to do, to do how to how he wanted to do it, and. That included like building stuff. Like he built everything in the store himself with his friends and set it all up himself. And he and and he planned everything himself, but he wasn't an idiot about it. Like when he decided he wanted to open a video store, he went to the library to look at locations and like to look at income in areas. And he wanted to find a blue-collar area to open a video store. And he did a great job because like when he sold that video for the blockbuster, that was one of the blockbusters. That was one of the last blockbusters left in the Midwest. <laughs> like he picked a good location, and it always did well, no matter what. Uh, there was a major. Do you remember major video? I don't know. Uh, maybe that was, was regional. It regional? It, was yeah, not, regional. It, it was not local, but because they had not, they had commercials like and stuff, but it was not maybe not national, national, but. They opened a huge store across the street, completely failed. Somebody else opened a huge store across the street, completely failed. Blockbuster opened that store. It didn't do shit, and they had to buy dads. Like, that was the only way they could succeed, you know, because he just, he knew how to get that store going. He, we had a lot of stores. At one point, we had up to four locations, but we had three at a time at most. There was one store that he opened up that was in a terrible location. Like, there was, um, that was right down the street where I got mugged at like 20 years later. <laughs> so, <laughs> Great. <laughs> and my mom worked there and someone got assaulted like in the mini mall when she was there. It was not a good place. Um, they would, tapes would come back broken because there were cockroaches inside of them. <laughs> like, ew. Yeah, ew. Not the best place, but he usually did a pretty good job of like keeping these places going. And it was just, I've always, I was always been impressed by that because like, I think any of my my business acumen is is not great, but every all of it's from him. Do you remember his his most important business phrase? Oh, uh, you're you're letting me say this one. You say it, man. You say it. It's it, like, it is something that I I I don't. I think I think I learned it from you, but like from him. But yeah, I it's from kept, him. I've kept, I've kept it in mind my whole life. I brought it up to so many people because it's so true. Yes, <laughs> and it's 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 like. Make it as easy as possible for people to give you their money. Essentially, yeah. I, like I might be paraphrasing it, but it's, it's like yeah. don't don't, don't make, make it hard for people to pay th- for things. Like the, don't make it hard for the customer to give you money. Right. So it's so true. Yeah, it is so true, and it's one of those things that you can't think of examples until it happens, and you're like, well, fuck me, he was right. You know, like I want it even in Japan. Like sometimes I can only buy something if I'm a member to the store, and I'm like, I have the money. In my hand, <laughs> yeah. Can I exchange? Unless there's like two of them, and like it, selling them's not a problem. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. All uh, stuff like that, or just any kind of situation you you might be in, or like you have to go, jump through hoops just to place an order somewhere, and stuff like that, or they won't take cash or or credit, like whatever. It's like no, make it easy for the customer to give you money. That was my dad. Yeah. So my dad pay pay you with Venmo. Let them do it, right? Like, yeah, pretty much. I don't think Midwest t- takes Bitcoin, but you know, we work <laughs> with libraries, so it's not really an issue. But he, yeah, the this the video store that was like, 
I did a whole episode about the video store for Retronauts a couple years ago, and this is a little more personal than that one, obviously, but I loved, loved being in that video store when I was a kid. It was the, it was like being, it was like, it was like your dad owning a Toys R Us. It was just, it was the coolest place. And (laughs) my dad, my parents got divorced twice. It's a long story. Um, And looking back at my dad after the first, because he got, we got, they got divorced not too soon after the video store opened. And looking back at that time, he had custody of me and my brother, I think like every other weekend, not that often, but he was, and I mean this with love, the, he was terrible (laughs) at being a single dad, but only in the coolest ways possible. So like, (laughs) He picked coolest up, for a kid, right? Coolest like, for a kid, totally harmless, like nothing serious and fun. Like, yo, what's for dinner? Arby's. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> then what? We're gonna go see Predator. I'm seven years old. Who cares? Then he would sleep in because he's a 35 year old single dude. And then so me and my brother at his apartment, his we had a room in his apartment that was two beds, a TV, a VCR, and an Atari. No. No toys, no posters. Just it was, you know, but it was dope because we got to go to the video store, get whatever we wanted for the most part. He never checked. And so I've told stories like the Revenge of the Nerd story. I've told that one. The Warriors, The Last Dragon, Aliens. <sighs> God. <laughs> That's a uh, rough one. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that one I couldn't watch. My brother liked it. Now it's reversed. Now he doesn't care about it, but I fucking love it. I can't even think of more. Just so many movies that you're like, that kid shouldn't watch that. And even weird ones, like for some reason I watched Last Emperor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when yeah. I was like nine, not the target market. Um, no. oh, but yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. And and so then he would wake up, we'd go to the video store all day, watch more movies, then fast food repeat. And then on Monday mornings for school, he'd throw a coffee, a Sara Lee coffee cake in the oven. <laughs> we, we'd eat half of it, he'd eat half of it, and he'd rush us to school just in time before school started. And it was all fun. It was all just great. Like my, fi- my best memories of my dad, a lot of those are from that time. And being in the video store at that time, just he had a kid's corner in one location, like, like you know, like you see, like in a dentist office or like a car dealership, you know what I mean? Like for mm-hmm. toys and like tiny chairs. And I'm like 98% sure that was just for me. So <laughs> <laughs> you had somewhere to hang out? Had somewhere to hang out. And he had somewhere to put his um, Rocky and Bullwinkle video discs that he had, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> we rented video discs for like a hot minute, not laser discs, video discs, you know. Um, yeah, this this stuff like that was, was really fun. And what, yeah, what years ahead. were the was that store around? Like were the stores? So the first store opened in '83, and it was in a small location on Lasky Road. And then not soon after, we moved it in the same mini mall to a bigger location. Then that got then we then we knocked down a wall, made it bigger, and then we we we, we bought a old like mechanic garage, right. And converted that into a video store, and that was huge. And I don't know the square footage of it, but that was up until the, when he clo- when he sold it in the nineties. The other stores opened in the eighties and closed in the early nineties. He was not involved with those. Um, that's, that's, that's those are, those are complicated stories that I, I can't get into. Um, right. 
So you were too young to ever like work in them. Like something. no, I worked. I worked at the main one. I worked at the main one. Let me think. When I was like 14, 13, you know, that, Save, that like near the end, I imagine then. Yeah. Well, no, he sold it in 96. So I was seven. Oh, okay. So, okay. Okay. you know, at first I was, oh God, yeah, fucking working there. So like <laughs> me and mutual friends, you can probably guess who, um, would I work think of th- a few. Yeah. would work there in the summer. And he had, to, even back then he had two businesses. He had the video store and he had Midwest tape and Midwest tape. So back in the day, again, I'm saying that a lot, VHS tapes was super expensive. They were like $120. So oh, yeah. libraries would want to buy them used. And that's what my dad did. Yeah, but that was he, even true up until the mid It was true up until... Even when I was working there, it was yeah, like the yeah. transition was happening. It was transitioning. It, tapes started to change in the late 90s. Warner Brothers, it's a whole thing. Um I, I know that no one cares about that story. Um, <laughs> hey, it's a fascinating fact that people didn't realize that yeah, the yeah. video stores like had to pay a lot of money for yeah. those tapes that they rented out. And then they would want to sell them to, if, if they weren't turning a profit anymore, turning that money around. And my dad would buy them. And then, but before he sold them to video stores, to, to libraries, we'd have to clean the tapes. Uh, did you ever clean tapes? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's, <laughs> so. <laughs> It's like gutting a fish. So, like tell them what tell them what cleaning tapes is. I'll tell so, them why, but you go ahead. Too, I mean, I'm talking a the lot. Part, the parts that I remember were like mm-hmm. a lot of like removing security stickers and crap like that, which was be kindly like, wind. Yeah, yeah, like those and like the like the little stickers that would set off the like alarms. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and yeah. you know just get cleaning regular, just straight up gunk off of them because yeah. yeah, and sometimes they'll put security stickers like under the flap. Yep, they'll yeah. bl- they would they would be painted black too, so they'd be kind of camouflaged. Yeah, oh, that sucked. And you get them off by using a heat gun. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> a scraper, a goo gun, and a scraper. And did you ever injure yourself? Did you ever injure yourself? Uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you weren't there long enough to really go ha- go ham on that. I still have scars. Um. I, have, I, I was pretty calloused up at that point because I was right yeah. after art school, so I already got <laughs> my hands stabbed up enough uh, during sculpture classes and whatnot. Yeah. So it was like almost perfect work for me because I did enough damage to myself at school that 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 was barely anything. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess. But like, I was like twelve, so like, <laughs> yeah, I I dropped it not, not as a kid as well as a as an older teen. I dropped a heat gun on my arm. Oh wow. Uh, I had a scar from that for about 10 years. I still have a cut, a scar on my hand from when I scraped my hand open. Um, all kinds of people there um, have the literal scars of tape cleaning. That is, I took off so many stickers once. I, I saved all the stickers I took off for one summer from tapes. Oh, holy moly. It was about a volleyball size. Um Wow. Yeah. I don't have it anymore, unfortunately. Somebody somebody there, he made planes out of his stickers. He made <laughs> like buildings. And he had that forever. Unfortunately, he doesn't anymore. But that, you know, you gotta you gotta kill time somehow. But I did I did that at, for my dad. And then when I was an, an older teen, I worked in the store, um, like shelving movies and helping customers. And no one ever wondered why this giant 13-year-old was there. Like <laughs> <laughs> like recommending R-rated films, but you know it was it was the nineties. I don't. Know. I would just always assume that people thought you were older than you are because I'm a giant. Yeah, because you're a giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and even if they didn't warn her, they weren't going to like. I mean, I mean, intimidating. It was, so like, it wasn't illegal. It wasn't illegal. I was old enough to work those hours. It wasn't. Right. It was. It was one day a week. Um, and I finished at eight p.m. So it wasn't like you know, right. wasn't. And I paid taxes on it and everything. Because my dad, my dad never was a fan of under the table shit. Like that's not his style. Um, but yeah, the video store was just so much fun, and and he had fun doing it. And I was just fucking floored when he sold it. And um, but he knew when to get out. Like he sold it in '96. I think he wins, right? Like, I mean, yeah, that's smart, he, <laughs> smart, smart. He, but he is yeah. a very good businessman. He understands very good like, businessman. Not but, just that, but like yeah. seeing where things are going. Yeah, seeing where things are going. Yeah, and it, it was funny. Like the video store itself was not his idea. Actually, he like he wanted to do it, but first he wanted to open an arcade. Um, that was his first choice because he loved video games uh, in the '80s, and my mom was like, no, don't do that. That's a fad. <laughs> so my my dad could have had the place in joysticks, the movie. But um <laughs> Yeah, I was to say, like Yeah. That was good advice. Yeah, good advice for my mom. He also wanted to do a convenience store and my mom's like, no, you'll get shot in the face. <laughs> so, in Toledo? Maybe, yeah. In, well uh, we had a neighbor who did, that happened to him. Yeah, he he owned a convenience store and he was murdered. So yeah, mom Yikes. Yeah, my my mom was, you know, very in uh, just as important in the early days of the video store. Like sounds like it. She worked there uh with with my dad, even even when they were divorced, she worked there occasionally. Um she has funny stories of like one time, like there was the day that she rented out fourteen dollars worth of movies. <laughs> like just from open to close, fourteen dollars. That's you know, we did, we, <laughs> we eventually did better. Um, <laughs> or the time that the a store across the street called and said, "Did you just sell a laser disc player?" And my mom's like, "No." Well, people are putting it in the car. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> stole it. <laughs> Stuff like that. You know, I could tell nightmare customer stories in a video store. That's a that's a different podcast. I think, like, going back to my dad being, like, the best, like, single dad, like, he just, in looking back again, he was just a huge nerd. Um, his, in his When he was single in his apartment, he had a bunch of movie posters, and one of them was for a movie called Future Kill. Have you heard of Future? You have not heard of Future Kill. No. No, but the poster's by H.R. Geiger. Oh, okay. So, my dad had an alien poster and a Future Kill poster in his apartment. So like he's a 35-year-old single skinny guy with glasses and a mustache with H.R. Geiger art in his apartment. Like, you know, take away the mustache, add 80 pounds. That's me. <laughs> Why have you know? I not seen this movie? It's terrible. It's not a good movie. I don't think he saw it. Well, you um, know, you know me. <laughs> yeah. You should see it. You should let me know how it is. I should see this movie. I should see it someday too. But I just this never... sounds familiar. I'm reading the storyline. I think I've seen this. It has male. It has the woman from Chainsaw Massacre in it. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, we'll talk know. about. I'm it gonna. Later. I'll find it. And I, we're gonna, yeah, we're we're gonna, talk about it later. This. And just just stuff like that. And like he, me, my brother and I are very different. Believe we'll it at that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We're very different. He never picked up on the movies like I did. 
like my brother likes movies, but not like me. And when we were kids, he liked movies. Like my brother was way into police academy. <laughs> so like my dad, being an awesome dad, took us in the theater to see police academies four and five. Like I have to imagine that was hell for him because those are not good films. But he did it, <laughs> you know, good on him. And he would like buy comics of movies for me to read or just ask me about movies I liked and then rec- and then bring home movies that he thought I should see. Um, when I was sick a lot, he would um, like, I had strep though a lot as a kid and he would like bring home movies he thought I would like and like he didn't know new movies like for kids so he brought home like uh, the Sinbad movies. You know, the the, yeah. Ray Harryhausen, the Ray Harryhausen ones. I watched those and, a lot when I was little. Those are great. And, and Clash of the Titans and all that. And The Fly, the old Fly, not the 80s Fly. Even my dad knew <laughs> that the, Wait, the you, 80s You know what, the Jeff Goldblum Fly? No, no, no. My dad my dad was a bad censor. He wasn't oblivious. Like, there were some films that were off limits, and The Fly was one of them. I, um, I actually watched the 80s Fly a lot when I was little. <laughs> I didn't know why. You did you see it when you were eight? Let's see here. When did it come out? I might have been like eighty-seven. I I might have like or it was when wow. it came out on video. So maybe like eight, ten, maybe. Okay, yeah. I didn't see it until much later, but you know, and that was all. I thought that was always cool. And then I would tell him stuff I liked in the movies. Like I loved Clash of the Titans because I thought Medusa was cool. So he would rent other movies that had like Medusa in it. You know, uh, um, there's this crazy old movie called The Seven Faces of Doctor Lau mm-hmm. with Tony Randall. <laughs> as the title character so it's, it's problematic um <laughs> but it's not rare you know but it's 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 more complex than you think and it uh it has medusa in it and so he meant that for me i watched that again recently because my dad wanted me to see it when i was a kid and just just stuff like that bringing home movies my my all-time favorite my dad is awesome story was when in um so whenever Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, the first one. So I'm first I'm in fifth, I'm in fifth grade. But see, isn't that like ninety ninety one? No, maybe eighty nine ninety. Whatever, it doesn't matter that much. I'm in fifth yeah. grade. I am prime material. Time to target market for that movie. You know. Um, oh yeah. My dad somehow, and I still don't know how, <laughs> got tickets to a sneak preview. Um, a week before it came out. So me. And all of my friends, like he got a lot of tickets. It was me and one, two, at least four of my friends, <laughs> and just him went to go see Teenage Mutant Turtles the, the week before it came out. And I was the coolest kid in the fifth grade because, <laughs> like, I got to see that movie a week early. And um, like, and my dad was—he's good. He was good with kids, but he was not the kind of person who would like take other kids places so the fact that he took five of us somewhere and like none of us ended up dying <laughs> is for those other kids parents he was the coolest parent he was yeah he, he made it he made it yeah and like oh that was so cool that was just the cool uh, man like you have no idea how great that was <laughs> and he would he would uh we had similar taste in movies as i got older but so I was able, I would, I would sometimes be able to like kind of con him into buying me a laser disc of something <laughs> like, 
alien, like those deluxe alien discs, you know, those cost like $100 when they came out before the special features. And I really wanted them. He was kind of whatever on it. And I would be like, well, dad, if you, if you buy this for me, I'll clean my room for a month. And then, but, but he was a good businessman, but he didn't think this one through because he bought it first. <laughs> so he bought it. Why should I clean my room for a month? And he would bring that up to me like even last year. If I would ask for something, he's like, "You no, if you want, you gotta, you gotta do your end first, because I know you." And he, he was, he was fucking right. Um, I he didn't forget. He didn't forget. He, 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 he held onto that one for sure, and, and you know, rightfully so. Um, he used to go to the VSDA. The VSDA is the Video Software Deals Association. That's the video store convention, pretty much. And I talk about that on Retronauts too. That was a big fucking deal in the in the early 90s like a lot of every major studio was there celebrities would come and i got to go to one when i was 17 i should have been 18 we lied don't tell anybody um i know i'm sure the bsda is still around good point and um so that that was the year i got to see um the actress who plays Deanna Troy. I always forget her name, but do you know Troy? Um, uh, uh, Sirtis. Her last name is Sirtis. Yep, so why not? And Gates McFadden was there. And I got to... Um, my dad saw Joan Rivers there, and apparently Joan Rivers autographed one of... Do you know what the p- bananas and pajamas are? Mm-hmm. She autographed a banana and pajama, and apparently those suits cost like $5,000. <laughs> And so somebody was there with yellow nail polish trying to out undo her, <laughs> undo her makeup, which I thought uh, that I thought that was great. I met I met Tim Thomerson there. Do you know who that, that thing, is? That thing doesn't sound familiar to me. That's Dollman. That's Dollman. Oh, okay. And, and Jack Death and Trancers, and okay. a lot of other B movies. And it was funny because I didn't know who he was at the time, and he stopped me and he said, "You look just like my kid." And we talked for like five minutes and then randomly I ran into him at two other places in LA. (laughs) (laughs) And each time he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) He only took notice because you look like somebody he knew. So like, that's on him. It's still funny. Um, Yeah. And my dad, the, the other years he went without me, like one year he managed to meet Robert Rodriguez. Um, Right after when From Dust Till Dawn came out. Mm-hmm. And my dad got it in his head that I really liked the scene in From Dust Till Dawn where Salma Hayek pours the beer down a body and Quentin Tarantino drinks it up off a toe. You know that you mm-hmm. know that scene? I yeah, don't know why yes. my dad I don't know why my dad thought I liked that so much because you know, a little off base there. Um <laughs> you know, gay. But he didn't know that at the time. But he meant well. And so he got an autograph of from 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 Rodriguez that said, "Hey James, drink up." <laughs> Which I think is just that's just cool. Like I don't know, you know.
I, I one thing that my dad did a good job of was when he was just with when he just had us, me and my brother, if, when he had custody of those weekends. If something came up, he would still find a way to have, make us, you know, not be bored. And my favorite example of this is one time at three o'clock in the morning, somebody broke into the video store, <laughs> and the alarm went off, and he was called, and he had us for the weekend. So we were too little to stay home alone. To take us to the video store at three o'clock in the morning, and while he's talking to the cops and cleaning up blood off the glass, because this dude just jumped through the glass window. Uh, ow! He just put on some Alvin and Chipmunks on the TV, and my brother, my brother and I just drank Coke and ate popcorn at three o'clock in the morning and watched cartoons <laughs> in the video store. <laughs> and so, what could have been kind of either at the very least an annoying experience or kind of scary. But it's like, hey, man, we got to fucking eat candy and drink pop at 3 o'clock in the morning and watch cartoons. That was rad, you know. <laughs> he just <laughs> made the best of it. Made the best of it. Like, not many, people's, not, not many people have a fond memory of their father involving, an, you know, an, a, a robbery. But, you know, I do because my dad's like that. I, I do want to talk about just, like, some of my dad's fit movies and, like, how they're tied to me. Or whatever, or this like this some is fat movies because I want to talk about it because it's my dad. Fuck it, I don't care. Um, I think the first movie that me and my dad both liked was them. Like he brought when he brought them home for me. Like that that really blew. It didn't scare me like it scared him. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like we kind of bonded over that. And like, um, but as I got older, our tastes converged more. And I think. When I finally watched Alien and loved it, he was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got into comics around the same time. And so we would go to comic book conventions and my dad would want to buy other Alien comics. And I remember he he woke me up when I was going to bed and he woke me up to uh, tell me that they just announced Alien 3. <laughs> man, that's some excitement. There's a yeah, fan he, right there. He was stoked. He was super. Like I told you, it's a big nerd. You know. Um, unfortunately, that movie wasn't great. But hey, we didn't know it at the time. Um, yeah, it would have been like high school. Yeah, yeah, that was near, yeah, that was yeah, that was that was like '94, I think. Yeah. Um, but he was way into westerns because he's he's of that generation, you know. And like, we never could bond over that shit because I hate John Wayne and you know all the cowboys and Indian stuff. Was so westerns, not spaghetti westerns. He 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 was never into spaghetti westerns. I don't I don't know why. Um, They're very different. Like if you're into uh, like the John Wayne style westerns, yeah, you know, it's, it's very it's same themes but different kinds of movies. Our western tastes were different, but when I got old enough to watch The Wild Bunch, that changed everything. <laughs> we, <laughs> because. Have you seen you seen the Wild Bunch, right? I own it on Blu-ray. Okay, well, fuck yeah. And then you, you're not a you're not a westerns guy. I'm you're, a spaghetti westerns guy. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. But still, but like even then, so not not that big a westerns guy uh, as a whole. Yeah. No, I'm but, <clears throat> I'm not. I I'm not a huge like John Wayne fan either. No, like, no, no, but, no. But you'll yeah. But the Wild Bunch is fucking rad, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. It's just, and I remember when I was a little. That was that was when we had on Laserdisc. Um, we also had it on DVD, a DVD that was so old you had to flip it. Um, oh yeah. yeah, 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 one of those. And I remember him watching it with it, like whenever he had a friend who would or could, I think he was in the armed forces, and he can only come over like twice a year. And they'd always watch Wild Bunch, 
And they would play this game called Dead Alive, where an actor would appear and they go, Dead Alive. <laughs> and guess which ones were still dead or still alive. Now that game for Wild Bunch is really easy, but... <laughs> yeah, it was not a not no, difficult the, one to win. The um, Angel's still alive. Oh, yeah, okay. Angel's still alive. Um, for a while, it was just him, just him and Ernest Borgnine, but now... Borgnine, rest in peace. But yeah, so we would watch Wild Bunch a lot. And Wild Bunch is a movie that, like, when I watched it with my dad when I was a teenager, I was like, this movie's awesome because everyone's killing everybody, you know? And mm-hmm. then as I watched it with him like five years ago. And, and as you get older and watch it, that movie changes, I feel. And you start to understand about friendship mm-hmm. and things about loyalty and things that were super important to my dad. And I can when I watch the I, the Wild Bunch is on a list of movies that I will not be able to watch for a while because it's my dad. Like that, like there's a there's a scene in the Wild Bunch where um he's he uh, the Ernest Borgnine and him are arguing and Dutch. about Pike about Hutch Hutch and uh, who what's 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 William Holden's character's name? So Holden's Pike and yeah. Borgnine's Dutch. And who's the other guy? Who's who's Thornton or yeah Thornton Thornton so Pike and Pike and um Pike and Dutch are arguing about um Thornton giving his word to uh, the railroad company and uh, he's like um what 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 would you do he gave his word and then and Dutch says it's not that's not what counts it's it's who you give it to and it's corny but like that's just like that scene was super important to my dad. Like loyalty is super important to my dad, but you have you got to be loyal to the right people. And when when I when when my dad pa- when I when I when I found out I had to go to America to see my dad before he passed, that was the very first thing that popped in my head was that scene. And I don't know why, but whenever I, I see that, I think of him. Looks like he's hit pretty bad. Damn that deep sort in the hell. What would you do in his place? He gave his word. Gave his word to a railroad. It's his word! That ain't what counts! It's who you give it to! Tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) Tombstone was probably my dad's favorite movie. I think my stepmom says he probably watched it once a month. Tombstone is probably my second favorite western behind Wild Bunch. You know, until you get into spaghetti stuff. Yeah. And Tombstone, there's no big meaning there. There's no, like, this is my dad's ethos on film. Like, Tombstone's just fucking awesome. <laughs> and that was one that my dad and I could watch no matter what, any day of the week, always just Tombstone. Um, have you yeah, seen Tombstone? Like doing like a, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen Tombstone. I, no, I feel like doing, like, a Western, like, marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad ones, but he like the ones that he, when we would find when we both liked, we both really liked it. You know, um, one of my another one that my dad like more recently was way into, and I think it was it was probably the last movie I watched with him was uh, Hella High Water. Have you seen that? I have not. Highly recommend it. That has Chris Pine, um, and it's about it's a modern day western, and it's about mm-hmm. two brothers. Who are Robin Banks? To it's it's a really complicated story, but it's fantastic, and it's funny because the movie is like kind of socialist. 
<laughs> or okay. at the very the movie's very anti-bank, anti-capitalism. And I don't want to get into politics. That's not my dad. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. But but the movie's about brothers and family and sticking with your family no matter what. And he was he was he was adamant that I watched that movie with him. And when I when I saw it, I understood why because I think there's stuff in that movie about brotherhood and stuff about him and his brother that are like, mm, like I, I get feel it. like I feel like the way you, the way you talk about all these things is that he would often talk about difficult topics by way of oh. suggesting movies, or they you would talk about difficult topics and use movies as a metaphor. Like yeah, all the time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh, I do that. The way that he could breach that that topic. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I think that's not uncommon, especially for someone you know his age who maybe it's harder to talk about you know openly about feelings and stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. so talk about it that way. And um, I think it helped our relationship. Honestly, like we, you know, we had a complicated relationship. We didn't always get along, but. I think a lot of times we can find common ground in movies and then use movies to talk about stuff. Um, and there's, no, there's nobody like one of the, you know, there's, there's nobody I can talk about movies like with my dad, you know, he, even though we had varying tastes in films, like my, my dad would never have watched killer workout <laughs> <laughs> or, or the original gone in 60 seconds. Like that's not his thing. You know, he, he wants a little more polish to his films, but but he would still be interested when I would bring up these movies. And he would occasionally bring up really weird movies. Um, so one time when I was back from visiting from Japan, my dad somehow had a copy of this movie called The Moonshine War, which is the a bootlegging mo- a bootlegger movie starring Lee Hazelwood, the writer of um these boots are made for walking. <laughs> Lee Hazelwood is only in three movies, <laughs> and this is one of them. I don't know why my dad had it. I don't know why he wanted to watch it, but we watched this movie with Lee Hazelwood and Alan Alder and Patrick McGowan, and it was really good. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, occasionally he would he would bring up these weird old movies. Like, they just I was they just announced uh, Shout Factory or Kino Lobo, one of those boutique labels. Is putting out a movie called like Ride Fast or Crash or Finish First, some weird movie. It's a movie about off road racing that stars Larry Hagman. Okay, that's Jr. from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Now my dad loved fucking fucking loved Dallas. And it, it has, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> the, the tracks. <laughs> track, right. <laughs> and if there's any anyone in the world who would have seen that movie, it'd be my dad. And I'm so I I, I it's like. The first that was one of those things that like I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, oh, I gotta ask that about. Oh fuck, yeah, yeah, and that's happened like four or five times, and it just it, that that is just a punch, just a gut yeah. punch every time. Yeah. Um, he really liked that Mark Wahlberg movie Fear. <laughs> there was a Walt, Mark Wahlberg movie called Fear. Yeah, it's his first movie. It's the one where it's it's the teenage fatal attraction with a. Uh, Reese with a spoon, oh. and he took me to see that. And this is probably, this is probably why he likes it. He took me to see. It was the first movie we saw together after my parents split the second time. Uh, 
And I was a t- the first time they got a divorce, I was five. I didn't know what the hell was going on. The second time, I got a little more sensitive to it. And I we had a bad relationship for a while, but we bonded over a movie. <laughs> and Sensing <laughs> a theme. We went to go see Fear, and I was pissed at him for various reasons. And then he was late, and we were going to be late for the movie. And I was super pissed because we were never late for a movie. But it was like 5.30 on a Tuesday, so no one was there, so they didn't start it yet. <laughs> So we still got to, we were like 15 minutes late, but it didn't matter. He was right. They were just like, waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like other favorite ones, like another one he demanded I see was uh, the Black Stallion. Okay. Uh, have you seen the Black Stallion? Like, isn't there multiple versions of that movie? There's Black Beauty and Black Stallion and other shit like that. But Black Stallion from 1980 with um, Mickey Rooney's in that and a bunch of other people. And I don't, I don't believe I've seen it. That is a great, it's funny because he really wanted me to see that when I was like 11 or 12. And I thought it was a stupid movie with a horse. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Sure. I'm not going to watch this girly bullshit. But then we watched it and it was like, this movie's amazing. And recently he was saying the same thing to my nephew. He was like, we have to watch Black Stallion. And they didn't get to. Uh, But my nephew watched it last week. And he liked it a lot. So that's nice. I don't know what my dad, what about that movie in particular? My dad is like, well, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I get the feeling like he would use, he would use like movies as those, like a way to like, there's something important about him in this movie. And the way that he can express that is by saying, hey, you should watch this movie in the hopes yeah. that you get that thing out of it. <laughs> yeah. Or there's something important about life. Right, exactly. It's like, and, and I want I to express ex- this, but I don't know how. So, no. like, say this, he, no. you watch this movie, which I think expresses the thing that I wish I could I could express. Yeah, totally. I think you're right. And and I think that's cool. You know, I think it's a good, it's sometimes it's hard for people to talk about that stuff. And that's why there's movies sometimes, you know, like, use the movie to get out what you can't say, you know. Um, but, you know, he also liked Rocky Four. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know he 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 had a not thing. everything needs to be deep and philosophical no right? no, no, no. <laughs> like, and sometimes like like he loved like he liked movie he loved crime movies like to, he loved to live and die in la and every michael mann movie mm-hmm. and like very dad stuff that i also like you know yeah they're fun fun no, fun the, yeah fun to live and die in la not that fun but okay <laughs> <laughs> it ends poorly but yeah but like and one one funny thing of my dad was there were certain movies that he didn't like or he he liked enough but there was one scene <laughs> and back in the day like before on demand if he's going through the channels like rocky four like he's not a huge rocky four fan but if he was within 20 minutes of the there's no easy way out montage <laughs> you know that scene in rocky four yeah he'd yeah. have to watch it he'd have to watch it like this is no question like he he loved that montage or the opening to rambo 3 because rambo 3 is a terrible movie <laughs> but that op- that opening fight scene that that pit fighting scene he loved that one. Oh, that was the pit fight. okay i was like yeah. i'm trying to remember because i think i've seen movie. it once it's not a good movie yeah um or or the ending to manhunter the inagata davida scene in manhunter he loved that my favorite bad movie scene that my dad loved is my dad really liked the opening gunfight to Angel 2. <laughs> Angel 2. Angel is the movie about the high school prostitute. Okay. That you have not seen that you have to see because that movie is 
amazing. I think and, yeah, you've mentioned this one before. Yes, they have. There are four Angel films. The other ones are garbage, but the second one has a pretty good shootout, and apparently my dad loved it. <laughs> so, he would, and that's the kind of movie that's on. That was the kind of movie that would be on USA at eleven o'clock at night a lot. Okay, you know, yeah, because it's like you know, it's not. It's, they don't have to cut out too much, but you still get some skin. So, yeah. Um, but for up some all reason, night fodder. Up all night fodder, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but for some reason, he liked the suit out to that movie. And he would show this suit out to me when I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, we can't watch this movie now because your mom's here. Um, <laughs> but, and you haven't seen the first one. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. It's just, and, and I see myself in that a lot. Like, Remember how Matt went to school with me? So remember Matt at BGSU, they would have like that movie channel. That oh sh- yeah, show movies like the same four movies like every week, um, and they would show Heat. And if I was within like twenty minutes to the shootout from Heat, well then, guess what I'm doing tonight? I'm watching the shootout <laughs> from Heat. You know. <laughs> Just, you, you've, you've picked up some habits. I, I, I picked see. up some habits. Uh, I was just just today, I was just flicking through the channels and RoboCop was on. And um, someone curious was which, call- which scene. I'm curious. I'm getting. Oh, there's, a, there's a lot of them in that. But yeah, uh, I'm curious to hear which one you, you're going to say here. A friend was calling me, but I couldn't answer the phone because Baraka was about to say "bitches leave," and I had to wait <laughs> <laughs> until the "bitches leave" scene because I just I love that line. <laughs> So. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's just, like, I get, like, people who follow me on the internet know me for two things, music and movies, like, for the most part. And mm-hmm. I get music from my mom. And my mom and I have very different tastes in music, but there's a big overlap, too. Like, we both love the Allman Brothers and shit like that. And But, like, I wouldn't be a music fan if it wasn't for my mom. My mom took me to my first concert when I was six years old. It was Survivor, you know. Me and my brother high-fived during Eye of the Tiger. Very memorable. Like, in my head, my head, but I would not be who I am without my dad, obviously. And I would not love movies like I do without my dad. And it's, it's almost, how do I say it? Can I, can I try something? I feel like your relationship with movies is, a reflection of your relationship with your dad in a way like it is yeah it's it's not just that you like movies because your dad but like it's it's it, it kind of like part of your how you interact with movies is yeah how i interact with movies and how i interact with him right yeah um like and me and again like we had very different tastes in movies especially recently because i like trash and old stuff that he would have never heard of but at the same time, like I, um, one of our last conversations, uh, I had just watched the sequel to Gone in sixty seconds, the original, mm-hmm. uh, called The Junk Man, which I know, my, I know, my dad had not seen because nobody had. 
Um, <laughs> but I was just talking to him because just to talk to him. And um, I'm like, yeah, dad, I watched this movie. Uh, Linda Day George is in it. And he's like, oh, yeah, she was Missing Impossible, the TV show. And like, there's nobody else I can have that conversation with. Like, I'll mention some random actor. And now he'll be like, oh, yeah, that person was in this with this. Like, and, and that's me now. I'm that guy. Like, I was showing my nephew a Doris Day film <laughs> because, yes. And um, there's a character in that. And I just start going off in a story about the actress. And this actress was, was supposed to be the next big thing on Broadway, but she got sick one day and her understudy took the role and her understudy was Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> and she got famous instead. And that's the kind of story my dad would tell me. <laughs> and so now, now I'm doing the same thing for my nephews and my friends in Tokyo and this podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> say, this, is, this podcast is the, like the... the, the that just put out into the world <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's just that and and my dad loved sharing movies and just talking about movies and i have a my, my first episode of this podcast uh my guest jennifer fiore uh she worked for my dad for a while because most of my friends do and um <laughs> like the entire street at one point and she always she told me that she learned about one of her favorite movies from my dad uh they were talking about Kyle McLaughlin one day, and he's like, have you seen The Hidden? And she's like, no, what's that? And it's like, it's an alien cop movie. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a weird way to put it. But okay. He's not wrong. He, I, don't think yeah. he want, I don't think he wanted to spoil it. And, right. and I watched that with my dad, too. You know, um, And Hidden's a great movie. <laughs> He sounds like the kind of person that could find the perfect movie for anybody. Like, yeah, yeah. He he would know if he knew your taste in movies. Yeah, not just from the personality. He had to know a little bit about you. But yeah, he yeah. yeah. Ask you a few questions. Be like, okay, you should watch this, this, and this. <laughs> me, I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I, I used I used to work. One of my part time jobs once was building the algorithm for recommendations on services like Prime. I used to go through a list of movies and then they would give me a movie and then I would type, oh, if you like that, you should watch these. And they fed that into a machine and I don't know what service, I think Netflix used that for a while. I forgot which one. Um, so yeah, I, I did it professionally. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so, Best yeah. way to get to have that. Best way to have a skill is to get paid for it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know what else to say really. Like, I miss my dad and I I miss that I won't be able to talk about weird ass movies with him anymore, and just you know I miss I miss like discovering an old movie and then calling my dad and then be like oh yeah you you saw yeah that that guy was that guy killed his wife I'm like okay thanks dad um (laughs) 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 that's my dad's how I found out about uh, Gig Young. Like Gig Young's one of my favorite B movie actors. Well, not even B movie; it's old movie actors. And he's in Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. And I was watching that with my dad, and my dad would just tell the story. Oh yeah, Gig Young. He he killed his wife. <laughs> like oh, okay, <laughs> okay, thanks, Dad. Like you could have found a funner story. Um, <laughs> you told me after the movie. You told me it helped. I mean, the character was fucked up, so it fit. Um. 
You know, don't tell me that when I'm watching a gig a gig young movie with Doris Day. No, that wouldn't work. But the gig young movie by Sam Peckinpah, yeah, that fits. That that plays out. You know, just and I know that's a morbid story, but like just being able to talk to somebody about your biggest interest and share weird stories about it, and it's your dad. Like that's that's fucking awesome, and I'm gonna miss him. You know, so uh, Never Turn to Die. It's a good movie, huh? You should watch that one. You should recommend that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, in, watch, a, it, w- watch a movie. So everyone should watch a movie and talk about it with somebody they know. Everyone should. Um, as as we said in my in my father's um, obituary, if you will, if you want to honor my dad's legacy. Buy a movie, buy a book, give it to a friend, and uh, talk about it. That's that's what he liked to do. Uh, uh, he that would make him happy, you know. Um, if it's a western, even better, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, or rent it from your local library. Or rent it from well, yeah, lend or borrow it, not rent. Borrow it. Borrow it you from your it. local library. Go to your local library, borrow a, a great old movie, and show it to a friend. And that's that's what I want my dad's legacy to be. Like I want people to, I mean, when people, I want people to, if people who know my dad. I want them to think about how he helped people, how he did what he wanted to do, got shit done, um, and made it easier for people to see movies and was someone that you could talk about this kind of stuff with and he would always find it interesting. And, and that's where I, that's this, you know, yeah, I love you, dad. Um, I'll watch the wild bunch again soon. I promise, <laughs> but I will never watch big fish ever again. <laughs> this, 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 uh, this situation, the, this situation, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to end on such a, such a such a sad note. So, like, like this flying, flying to America. I fly. I'm in America as I record this. Um, flying to America to hand to deal with this situation. I was watching Sonic the Hedgehog on the plane, and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> tells you tells you the the mental state I'm in, and like there are some movies I have where I look through like, well, can't watch that for a while. Well, can't watch that for a while, and then I get the big fish. And I'm like, well, I said, let's burn this DVD because I am never watching this movie ever again. Um, <laughs> There's gonna be a fair amount of that, I think. With the I think the well, big fish is big fish is the kicker because big fish was hard for oh. me to watch when I was alive. Right, yeah, no, that's a rough one. <laughs> like, well, also, like my dad, my I don't think my dad's a bad guy. My dad and I had a tough, tough relationship at times, you know, and I'll, I'll and we didn't always get along. And so, Big Fish is a movie that's like, yo, I feel seen <laughs> yeah. when I see that movie, and it's like, I don't want to, I can't watch that one ever again. So, but maybe, maybe I'll put on Rocky Four and just watch the montage, and that'll be. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Uh, a fun way. Whenever I see, whenever I see Rocky Four, and uh, whenever I listen to "No Easy Way Out" by Robert Tepper, I will, I will think of my dad just as he would have wanted. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I just don't want to end. I just don't want to end this crying. So I want to say something funny. But anyway, 
Um, nah, you don't want to be found on the internet, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> if you if you really want to find me, you can find me. I'm not. Yes, hidden. yes, I tweet about you. In, in <laughs> that sounds dirty. Anyway, and as always, I'm Lost Tone Table on Twitter and LostTonTable.com. This has been a very special episode of Cinema Oblivia. Matt, thanks for listening to me talk about my dad. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And um, I'll be back again soon with an episode about a movie my dad probably would have hated. But, you know, that's how it is. (laughs) See you all later. (laughs)